I don't know if we're live because on my screen it shows waiting for these. Yeah, my but... screen it doesn't say we're live. <laughs> it's we're chat. To, you will have to know, let us here. know if we are live. We're we're alive for at least Casey. Yeah, YouTube's YouTube's been broken all day, so maybe it's just in the back. Dang. It still says waiting for escape is on my screen too. Okay, they're saying oh, we're Shashan live. says we're live. That's all right. Yeah, I'm I don't. That's so weird. It's hard. To yeah, you're not live for me. <laughs> you're not live uh, for me either. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to Breakout episode uh, 34 for Wednesday, March 23rd, uh, 2022. A lot of 20s. Uh, my name is Marty Sleva, and as always, I'm joined by Casey Wosu and Nick Calandra. How's it going, guys? Hi, y'all. So. While we figure out if we're actually like live hours. or not, I think we're live for some of you, not live for others, but it's fine. You'll catch up if you're not live. It's it's totally fine. Uh, we have an excellent show. Refreshing or something. I've been refreshing several times, Casey. I was talking you. to them, not you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we have a great show for you today. Uh, we have a, a, a couple new releases we want to talk about. Nick has seen the first two episodes of uh, Halo on Paramount Plus, and he has several, several thoughts on it. Uh, Casey reviewed Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, the 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 spiritual sequel to Borderlands, I guess. Well, ish. It's just well, it's Borderlands adjacent. Just Borderlands a, yeah, it's just a side thing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Casey uh, reviewed that for us. So he has plenty of thoughts on that. Uh, that embargo just went up. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to chat about a bunch of stuff we've been playing and, and watching, including uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, a little more Tunic, so, uh, some Gilded Age. Okay. Some so like only one person says we are live for them. Oh, well, shit. Yeah, I, did, that was, I thought that was yeah. such a good intro. It was. It's good. Yeah. But the thing is, if it is, if some people can see it live, then it still exists, right? Like YouTube will archive this. I don't or... know. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on right now. Like, you, it's yeah, not... they, like this is clearly like a YouTube thing. Yeah, I saw a yeah. couple of people this morning saying YouTube was borked. So it's allowing some people to watch. Welcome to the exclusive members, including Shashank <laughs> yeah. and Casey, the only people, <laughs> and El Penguin. <laughs> yeah, this shows. Yes, guys. Oh, blue version says we're live now. I'm I'm checking. This nope, still shows waiting for me. Yeah, still I, I keep refreshing. Well, what the fuck do we do with this? Uh, I don't know. Maybe ask me those <laughs> Texas tornadoes. No, I mean, what do we do with the with podcast? Those Texas tornadoes. <laughs> you mean you mean New Orleans? Oh, what? were they not in Texas? They were. They, tornadoes they were in, in Texas. Texas. Yeah, they were the other day. But the last night was New Orleans got hit. Why would it have any of this have anything to do with these tornadoes? I don't know. I don't where they know. Infrastructure is the web around it. I don't know. You sound like an uncle. <laughs> you sound like an <laughs> uncle who doesn't know about the internet, who's trying to explain the internet to me. Infrastructure. You know. Uh, web 2.0. Yeah. Uh, the cloud. Crypto. <laughs> crypto. You know, NFTs. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, so... Yeah, Nick, what do you? I'll, I'll keep talking if you want, Nick. You just let me know what you want me to do. It, I, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I mean, do, do we want to do like a restart like slightly later in the day? Like maybe the YouTube stuff will get ironed out a little no, later? No, we can't because we have uh, post ZP and everything. I mean, post ZP is at three. Yes. Yes. I mean, Oh, it's several hours until three. <laughs> I honestly, I don't know. Like, I don't. I'm trying to figure out if YouTube's fully broken or not because there's some people in the chat that are saying they're seeing it. I'm seeing more. Uh, yeah, y'all say current. desktop only works for you guys. I'm I'm desktoping. Okay. We're all desktoping, and I'm still uh, I'm still in the I'm still in the, the waiting line. 
Yeah, this seems pretty arbitrary because on mobile, it still says waiting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to read. I don't know if I don't know if notifications went out or anything because if we restart, like, then the ZP notification doesn't go out. Like, this whole thing's kind of borked. Oops. It also just keeps saying there's only 25 people in here, and the number when I refresh will go up and then go back down to 25. Yep. So yeah, I mean, we, we're yeah, aware. We're aware it's broken. Uh, so I don't know if you guys heard, but we, there were some we, there was some inclement weather in Texas and or New Orleans. <laughs> I mean, what we could, and I know everyone's gonna poo poo this idea immediately, but we could type out the conversation in chat. <laughs> that is no <laughs> what. All right. Well, I know there's like the whole there's no bad ideas thing, but <laughs> more and more and more people are saying they're live now. So let's just go ahead with the show. And I guess we'll see what the fuck happens. I don't know if it's going to be yeah, yeah, archived or anything. Work so, itself out. Control F. You don't think we've been control F5 and dog? I did not actually control F5. I didn't realize that was. <laughs> no, I'm still I'm still OK. I'm just going to start. Can I start again? Yes. Hey, can we start over? Okay, yeah. Sure. Hey, we don't need to start over. You don't need to start over. Just let's just get into the topics. <laughs> All right. You, well, Nick, you'll only watch Halo, so fucking talk about it. <laughs> Fine, I will fucking talk about Halo. The you show that share I don't your screeners understand. with us. I, Make sure everyone just listens I, to the podcast don't even don't even comes out. don't even try to share those screeners because it's a pain in the ass just to get them to work. First of all, I can't share those screen. I don't have the screeners. I, I can't know. Share them. That's why I'm not sharing them because you will never get them to work. Anyways, so yes, I have been watching Halo on Paramount Plus. I have seen the first two episodes, uh, and it is a very odd show so far. Um, so obviously, they've been kind of like setting up people to watch this show by kind of trying to separate it from Halo itself, right? It's like in its own right. silver timeline. It's um, it's it's like not following the books and it's not following the games but it's kind of pulling things from both and it, and it's kind of weird for that so basically the first episode really is really bad like don't <laughs> it's bad i i was sitting there just like i'm like why this is awful um so basically mm-hmm. the whole first episode is about um you know the insurgents or whatever and in the books, I don't think they ever talk about it in the games. I'm not sure. But basically in the yeah, books. Yeah, I've never heard anything about it. Right. I don't think they've ever used the word insurgents in right. any Halo game I've ever so, played. And I might be using the wrong word for it. I'm brain farting because I'm trying to fix the stream at the same time. But so in the books, the UNSC is basically created to stop like rebellion of like these breakaway worlds and everything. Um, it's kind of like the easiest way to, des- to describe it. Um, mm-hmm. And so the the show jumps right into that right you don't see master chief right away you don't see the unsc right away and then basically the covenant attack and you've kind of seen in the trailer of what happens there right everything's killed destroyed um then the show very very quickly jumps into the politics of the spartan program and that's kind of like the angle that the show is going for which is this i don't know 343 kind of keeps going back to this of like trying to humanize master chief and the spartans and really dig into like Halsey's programs and everything. And if you don't know mm-hmm. who Halsey is, she is the creator of the Spartan programs, right? And basically to create Spartans, they indoctrinate kids and turn them into the super soldiers and enhance their bodies and everything. So Halo... Like handling the politics of that seems like it would make sense. That it does. seems like a thing we shouldn't just gloss over. It's an no, interesting yeah. topic, yeah. I think. Yeah, um, it, is, it is an interesting topic. Um, I'm not sure how well it's handled. So... If you haven't like played the games or read the books or anything like watching the show, you're you're probably okay. I think you're okay there. Um, 
if you have played the games and you have read the books, it's like really weird. And like, so Master Chief has his helmet off by the end of the first episode for like a whole quarter of the episode. And in episode episode two, he's got his helmet off for almost the whole episode. Honestly, yeah, I, I kind of predicted that. What does yeah. he look? Does he look uh, handsome like Pablo Schreiber? Or does he look all like burnt up like like Darth Vader? No, he looks like Pablo Schreiber. Um, Is Master Chief not all burnt up? No, no. I mean, we really? never seen his face. So I always thought he was all burnt up. I always thought he looked like Kane, like yeah. the wrestler Kane, when he took his mask off and he was all um, burnt up. Yeah, no, he, he, he looks wrong with Kane's face. He looks normal. It's but it's kind of funny. Like his suit is so big that his head looks tiny in comparison, and it's kind of goofy mm-hmm. looking. But I don't know. Like so, like I said, they're they're getting a lot of the story has to do of like um, master like dealing Master Chief dealing with his indoctrination in the UNSC and like his in the games kind of go over that too. Where like he it was only bred for one thing, and it's to stop the Covenant, right? And the show is kind of like exploring that. And it's like, what does that mean for him as a person? You know, he's not supposed to feel anything. He's supposed to kill and destroy and, and stop, you know, stop these things. Um, And so that's episode two does a much better job of kind of getting you into that and getting you interested in that and showing why like master chief is more important than just, you know, this super soldier that destroys everything. But it's still like it takes it takes like at least it fear for me. It took at least those two episodes to kind of get over the fact that like, yeah, he doesn't have his helmet on. He's not in a suit like I mean, he completely takes off his suit like he's just in like his his like undersuit for the Master Chief or some of it um, undersuit. Yeah, they have like armor <laughs> underneath the armor. <laughs> um, Damn. Yeah, you know that little the, the, the zero suit is what they call. Yeah, pretty much zero suit Master <laughs> yep. Chief, zero suit John. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, it's it's. It's interesting enough that I want to continue with it. I just have to, if you have read the books or played the games, you really have to do a lot of separation. And that kind of bugs me with these kind of things because it's like, if you're going to make a show about Halo, like, make it about Halo and not all these other things. And, like, they bring back a lot of, like, another weird thing they do is, like, they brought some characters from the games, but then they didn't, then they introduce all these brand new characters when there's already characters established in like the lore in the books so like we have silver team now instead of blue team so it's the same um makeup of people in silver team but it's not the the same names no they don't have the same names either um they also introduce soren who is a character from the books and is like one of master chief's best friends so that it there's so much like there's so much lore pulled from here and from here and from here and it's like whoa (laughs) so i'm I'm curious uh since you you know you dug really deep into like the Lord that has already existed. Do you mm-hmm. think that someone who knows nothing about this will get hung up on all of these no, aspects being no. pulled from everywhere? Yeah. No, you won't. You won't. Um, they're, they're pretty good about just like introducing characters. The, I think the biggest problem with it right now is just the pacing. Um, the first episode mm-hmm. is just really weirdly paced into like all these different, I, I don't want to spoil the whole episode or anything because nobody's watched it yet, but like you go from battle scene to all of a sudden, you know, Master Chief is bad guy. You know, UNSC wants to arrest him. It's it's weird. Um, episode two does a better better job of that, but it's not a. I don't I don't know enough yet. You know, I need to see how episode three four shape up. Um, you know, I think maybe the show gets a lot more interesting like once we get to actual Halo, and maybe things start to make more sense there. But at least like the. I think, I mean, do I, you know we get to Halo in this? Have they said we go to a Halo ring in this season? I don't know. I think for sure. the original trailers, the original trailers showed it. 
So I, I'd, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah they did. Land yeah, on it. yeah, they did. I would be, I would be shocked if he didn't get the Halo this season, just based on episode two. Based on the name Halo, yeah, that too. <laughs> um, so as far as everything else, though, like I think, I think pacing is this biggest problem right now. Episode one, like I wouldn't judge the entire show off that. Like get to episode two, and I think you'll settle into it a bit more. Um, CGI wise, it's it's a huge mixed bag. Like the action looks okay and then when it gets like into faster paced things it does not look good it looks mm. like everything looks mm. weightless um it's not you know it's not terrible but it's just it's very noticeable that it's not like movie quality maybe if you want to put it that way uh but i mean like when you're in like scenes with like the prophets or whatever they look great um and there's that's the other interesting thing so i know a lot of people were like myself included when you saw in the trailers that there was a woman like in the covenant and she's like Mm -hmm. taking over one of the ships or whatever that was really weird that is explained almost right away and so it's okay i think her costume looks ridiculous but (laughs) it's um well i mean if aliens dressed a human you'd probably look pretty ridiculous (laughs) yeah so anyway like that whole thing makes sense because if you know if you've played halo you know that like humans are needed to activate you know forerunner stuff and so mm-hmm. it makes sense why she's there, and they explain that well enough, at least for me. Um, I don't know if I, you don't really see much of her in episode one or two, but at least they get that out of the way. Why is she there? And that makes, mm-hmm. and they and they get that done with. Um, how's uh, how's Cortana? I know that was like, have not the, seen the her brief yet. Gl- Oh no, nope, okay. she's she's oh. not in the first two episodes. Um, there is an interesting plot there. That that actual the plot with Cortana that it gets brought up in episode two. So you won't hear about it all really in episode one. It gets brought up in episode two. That got me interested, far more interested in like Chief as a character in this show. That's not just a super soldier and what they're gonna do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not. I haven't seen enough yet to really judge that, but at least the premise that they've set up. It's adding. It is adding an interesting dynamic between Chief and the UNSC and Halsey. Like, there's a whole uh-huh. web of web of or, uh, triangle stuff going on there, and that's pulling from the books where it's like, you know, are they really abusing Chief? Are they, you know, do they trust Chief? They don't know. Like, you know, he's supposed to be on like one hand, he's supposed to be hope for humanity. On the other hand, he's also a weapon of war for government, and so uh-huh. it's it's there's an interesting play there. Um, so you know overall i'm curious to see more like i i don't hate it or anything i think it's off to i think the first episode is incredibly rough uh and then things kind of <clears throat> settle out in episode two a bit more so we'll have to see how episode three really gets going all right i have a couple couple comments and questions uh yes. first question uh how long are the episodes are they like mcu 30 to 40 minute length or are they like hbo almost an hour length yeah they're almost an hour okay Cool. Uh, yeah. So the other thing is, um, it feels like it's a mistake that they're dropping them. Not that it's a weekly model, but that they're only starting with the first episode. Um, so yeah, the show is going to be weekly on Paramount Plus. Uh, first episode drops. What? The stream finally went live for me. You really interrupted. I was. I had such a hot flow there talking about <laughs> its weekly drops, Nick, and you really just <laughs> derailed everything. That's okay. Uh, it. Uh, so it's dropping weekly on Paramount Plus. Um, at least in the states. I'm not sure what mm-hmm. Paramount Plus is global reaches um starting tomorrow 
And uh, yeah, it feels like starting with only one episode is kind of a misstep. Uh, we've seen a lot of uh, shows do this. Amazon does this a lot with shows. Um, Apple's done this with certain things where they'll drop the first two or three episodes in right. the first week. Do we know for and, sure they're only dropping the first episode tomorrow? Or they uh, I believe two? so. That's what I mean. Wikipedia says that. Ooh. which I don't. Reactions are not going to be good tomorrow then. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it seems like it's almost a mistake. Like if you said yes, that's one is really rough and then two picks up. It almost reminds me of... Um, I felt like WandaVision should have been a show that dropped three episodes at once because it isn't until the third episode where you really understand what's going on in Westview and like, you know, what's going on in the bubble and how it pertains to the rest of the MCU. And so like doing the the sort of the piecemeal thing, like I'm a, I'm a fan of week. I actually prefer weekly drops to um, the, the like sort of Netflix. Watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. But I think the, the three episodes thing, especially in a new um, a new show like Halo, I think would have been would have been pretty smart. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's also you were talking about the budget like Paramount Plus has a pretty uh, spotty track record so far. Like they haven't really got their footing in the same way that uh, Apple or HBO Max have. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like the, there's been a lot of mixed receptions to their different Star Trek shows, whether it was Picard or Discovery or some of the animated things. Um, they've had some successes with like CBS adjacent things like The Good Fight and The Good Wife and uh, Evil. Uh, and then they've had some duds in my mind. Like I was really excited for The Stand and really excited for their Twilight Zone by Jordan Peele. And both of them didn't do too much for me. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it felt like they were trying to position this as their like big this nerd. This supposed to be their staple show. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. It should have been, honestly. But from like the way Nick describes it. Um, and this happens all the time with like video game or anime adaptations that try to aim at a bigger audience. It seems like they they wanted to like normal. What's the word? Normalify it. I don't know if that's the word. Normcore. They, yeah. like they well, they, when you try to like make it more palatable and when, like tone I, down, I guess, some of the when you the think about it, though, when you think about it, they're like, how? Well, they didn't really tone down the sci fi ness, but when you think about it, how do you how do you bring halo to the to the screen from the games right there's not there's not a whole lot of story there that you could turn into a series there's not like a ton of like big character moments or interactions and stuff like that um because the only time they really did that was in four and five uh and that, uh, yeah, and, the, and it just didn't work out very well so really like what i wish they would have done if they were going to go this route and like i haven't seen the whole series i don't know if it, it ends up being really good or whatnot but like the books, the books that I just read, like Silent Storm, would have been a great starting point for this show because that would have shown Master Chief before. Like, you don't need to start the show with the Covenant right away. You could have started the the show if you wanted to get into like Master Chief and really do a character study on him. Like that book goes into the things that he had to go through before he even gets to the Covenant. It's all mm-hmm. about the UNSC and the insurrectionists and everything. Um, so it's. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like the kind of the pacing is off, right? Like you're they're dropping us right into the politics of the UNSC and Chief and like you know and what Halsey's doing before you've even had time to really set up with the character. And so like there's this weird like there's this weird feeling that it almost they almost it almost feels like you were expected to know something about Halo or the books or the games to understand like what Master Chief is before you start watching the show. Mm-hmm. Which is why in the first episode they go through and show like him just absolutely wrecking the covenant, right? Because they want you to identify this guy is a badass super soldier, and he has no empathy for people or whatever. And then he, you know, you, you've seen it in the trailer. He touches the forerunner object, and suddenly he's feeling something again. Uh, and I don't, you know, I won't get into all the spoilers, but 
Did yeah. he make a boring noise when he does it? They <laughs> <laughs> might as well have. <laughs> but uh, hey, I'm live now. <laughs> I can watch the show. Somebody, somebody did ask earlier if like non or if would Halo fans like this show? It's too early to say after two episodes. I'm not. Halo fans like the first episode. (laughs) Maybe I don't. I don't know. Like it's. I mean, you are Halo fans. Yeah, you're you're a Halo fan. Well, Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Like I I just, I just, I don't know where I'm. I don't know where I'm at in that like level yet. Like I'm intrigued by it. I don't love it yet. Um, there's parts of it I do like, and I'm warming up to how they're doing handling Master Chief in the show. After the second episode, I warmed up to that quite a bit where I wasn't like actively, I was actively engaged in what I was watching compared to like the first episode where I just felt that I was like, this isn't Halo. I don't like this. Disgusted. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Pablo, Pablo Schreiber is like a pretty good actor. Like uh, mm-hmm. he was, he was in season two of the wires, Nick Sabatka and uh, he's great in Den of Thieves and he's like a big, imposing, handsome dude. So I know getting over the fact that it's not Steve Downs' voice is probably weird. That, that's, that, a- that's really, yeah, like some of the, some of the, like they changed some of the characters from the games, um, you know, like, and, and I have zero problem with it. Um, Captain Keys and Miranda Keys are in the show, uh, but they are not white. Anyway, they are black in the show. That's okay. Um, it's But it's also like, I'm trying to keep track of all these people and I keep forgetting that that's who Captain Keys and Miranda Keys are because they don't look like they do in the games <laughs> because, because they kept everybody else like the same. Like Halsey looks pretty similar aside from not being super old. Um, she actually doesn't look old enough to me compared to like Master Chief's age yeah. in the show. Halsey is played by the lady who played David Duchovny's uh, ex-wife in California. Californication? Really? <laughs> yeah. Like she's hot. <laughs> like this like, just this just wasn't a characteristic of Halsey. You weren't expecting hot Halsey. It's like hot right. AMA where it's like what's she, going on here? It, it's only this it's only hot. that it's only that um she just doesn't look old enough. Again, it's from reading the books, right? Like mm-hmm. she has been with Master Chief since he was a kid. And in the show, she doesn't look very much older than him, and it's kind of throwing me off. Like she should be like grandma. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, she was, you know, like a teenage scientist or something. Yeah. It's so. also anytime I hear the word Halsey, I just can't think. Of, I just think of Halsey like the musician. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I'm like, the, the chain smokers, do they play like a couple of grunts? Yeah. So anyway, like if 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 you are a fan of Halo, like there there's just a lot of like you just got to like set aside the game and the books and just focus on the show. And then it, you connect with it a bit more. It really and like I said before, it's it just kind of it's pulling in elements from all those things. So it is confusing me as a longtime enjoyer of Halo, mm-hmm. but I'm catching on to it after the second episode. Like I'm I'm getting caught up. Here's where it needs to Good. be. So and they did uh, Paramount Plus a couple like a month ago uh, renewed it for season two. So um, yeah. you know maybe they've uh, you know maybe the executives have seen all the episodes and think that the the show you know, ends up on a really good footing by the end of the season, or maybe it's sunken cost. Maybe, maybe like, I don't we've know. We've put a lot of money into this, <laughs> Three, so we got to yeah. yeah, cancel it yet. Well, that's what for sure, so. the, what did he read? I think I read the other day, like the budget for each episode was like 10 million. So yeah. it's not, it's not a cheap show at all. Um, no. <laughs> but I, I, whether or not they renewed it for season two, like I don't, I don't know. Cause it does. Well, I know that they renewed it for season two. What I'm trying yeah. to say is like, Three four three is kind of up their own asses about how good they are at Halo, and mm-hmm. so this kind of has that same little feeling to it. But maybe that's just my own bias from not absolutely loving four or five and infinite. I mean, three four three is not like they're making the show. 
Kiki Wolfell, who's is in charge as in charge of a lot of it. I mean, she's like a producer, but there's like 30 producers. Three, I think three, it's, four, three had I think a lot of like input a name on things. <laughs> Did they? Mm-hmm. But also, wasn't they've been there since the start? The ones responsible for kind of mucking up the story yes. in the games. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, like, that's not kinda, super reassuring. Honestly. No, I, yeah, and that's what I was kind of. I'm. That's what I'm most concerned about. Is like if this show doesn't land, like three four three is just shooting them, shooting themselves in the foot that they don't really know how to handle Halo. So they have they have input into it. They're not like, and like even with that deadline interview, I think a lot of people were pulling that one out of context. Where like they didn't look at the, the the interview was saying like they didn't look at the games for the show, and the, really the larger context of that was like they're not using the games to constrain yeah. themselves to tell a story in the show. It wasn't that they weren't? There, like, there's no way they. They're not. Yeah, yeah, you no have to look at. I mean, and you know they did because like literally sound effects from the games are in the show, like his shield recharging and and doors opening. They said they didn't that. look at the games. They did listen to the games. <laughs> yeah, they just close. Sure. They closed their eyes and just like soaked in those hot. hot how was the music? Is uh, oh yeah, that's a good question. Like, those <sighs> Gregorian um, chants. Does it have a dope intro? Like ba 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 ba. Like a Halo version of the Game of Thrones intro. No. Oh, that's that's sad. There's there's hints of. Halo music in there. Um, at the end of the second episode, they do finally pull in like the main theme. But it's it's one of those things like right. If you want people to have a good first, especially Halo fans, if you want them to have a good first impression of the show, it needs to feel like Halo. It needs to sound like Halo. It needs to look like Halo. And a lot of that stuff is like not there. And so it leaves a really like I said, it leaves a the first impression first impression of the show on that first episode leaves a really really bad taste. Second up, second episode cleans it up real quick. Um, still not great, but it cleans it up and and you get more settled in with it. So, like I said, if if you are planning on watching the show, don't like don't judge it off that first episode alone. Get to the second episode and then see how you feel about it. Also, you know what? This these episodes should be god free to people with like Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, like if they want to like really hit their like target audience. <laughs> The, I, think I bet you. I bet offer, you they will. Uh, I bet you they will like a, after a free trial with Game Pass or something. Yeah, I bet oh, you. They, I bet Plus? you. I, I bet you so. they will after this first episode goes out because I cannot see the reaction of this first episode being great. Well, maybe they don't want people to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> they like, might, after, uh, like after a couple more episodes come out, then they go. Hey. Yeah, they'll be like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh, oh, give it a chance. Oh, Remember to binge. <laughs> Hurry, Riggers just said Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is giving a trial of Paramount tomorrow. Well, look at oh, that. Cool. They heard they were tuning into this podcast. They were able yep. to get in live, and they decided uh, yeah. right then and there. Phil Spencer like, was like, ah, "Hit the button. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got we got to do it." Uh, oh, cool. Well, that yeah. sounds interesting. I'm, I'm I don't know. I'm intrigued. Like I'm definitely gonna watch it. I, I watch everything though, so there's no like that's not like a vote of confidence in me. But um, yeah, we'll definitely have a lot more thoughts on Halo uh, once I'm we get a chance to watch to it. it. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, and especially, well, we'll be curious what uh, y'all have to, you know, say about it once you've had a chance to watch it. And yeah, we'll revisit it as the season goes on and, and sort of see if it um, continues its uphill trajectory or sort of um, lands with a dud. It should be a bummer. <laughs> uh, somebody asked if it's live action or animated. It's live action. Um, mm-hmm. So be prepared for that because the CGI is a bit hit or miss. Uh, and then <laughs> Jacob Lester says, of course, Xbox is watching this. Nick is 80% of their Halo revenue. Yeah, maybe, but they didn't even give me a Halo review copy. So. You got to watch the episodes. No, Casey and I, I, I over here. I didn't even get the review thumbs, copies. Thumbs up asses over here. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> we don't know what's going on with Halo. Also, for yourself, a uh, little, little bit but, of news during the 
during the show. Suicide. No, I know we're gonna get to it, Nick. No, the Suicide no. Squad thing. Nick, it's delayed. I have a it's show. Delayed to twenty twenty three. Host. No, it's delayed. Okay, so the game everyone knew was gonna be delayed till twenty twenty three. The Suicide Squad is delayed till twenty twenty three. Nick, do you have a bunch of thoughts about that? Because no, you derailed me. It's okay. Okay, it's great. Just delayed. Uh, I was gonna say a thing. Uh, Casey has had a chance to experience is Tiny <laughs> Tina's Wonderlands, the uh, latest game True. from Gearbox and the the uh, spinoff story of Borderlands. Uh, Casey, you reviewed the game. Your 3MR is live on YouTube. Maybe. Yeah. We don't know if YouTube's working, <laughs> but maybe. Uh, I mean, can... I saw it on there, so hopefully it is I did, for yeah. everyone else. I shared it out on Twitter, so so that works. Um, yeah, okay, well, what are your thoughts? Um, It's more Borderlands. <laughs> Like, uh, however you feel about that, kind of go from there. But um, yeah, like I, I was a lot more excited for this than I was um, going into Borderlands 3 because Borderlands 3 looked so much like what had come before. And what had come before was like 10 years old at that point. So like I, I really wanted like a lot more innovation and they really didn't show that. So this at least looked different. And so I was kind of seeing like what you know how things would evolve. Like you know it's a side thing, so they can take more risks and whatnot. Um, they really stuck to the core loop of just Borderlands as we've understood it. Like the differences are superficial, um, but I mean they still matter. Like they they change the tone, or at least the setting rather, not even the tone, because everything is still the same as you remember. Like it's the same kind of humor. Um, they introduce a lot of new characters. But um, you could pretty much swap out a lot of these new faces for many of the old ones because uh, they all act the same. Like they have mm-hmm. like the same kind of, um, you know, commentary and meta dialogue where like they're kind of always re-referencing the stuff that they say and what other people say and whatnot. Um, so like, again, like some people are into that. Some people are tired of it. Like I'm somewhere in between. Like uh, I found it, you know, mostly OK and humorous uh, while playing through it. Um, there are some sections that are a lot funnier than others. Like there's a, a mission where you literally have to deal with a Karen. <laughs> oh, like a Karen with a K. Yeah, like a like a Karen <laughs> who wants to speak to the manager and stuff. So, so like they they throw in like just <clears throat> offbeat funny stuff like that everywhere. And that's the stuff that has nothing to do with the main plot. But like that was the stuff that I was always having the most fun with. The main plot mm-hmm. um, is very simple. Um, uh, it's it's a fantasy story. Like there's a, a dark entity called the Dragon Lord. He wants to take over the kingdom and you have to stop him. Like that's pretty much it. Mm. Like uh they they try to get a little interesting in terms of um uh the like trying to characterize the Dark Lord by basically uh giving him this arc where he used to be um or he wants to be like on your side. Like he's basically trying to t- help you come over to his side and understand like his point of view, which could have been interesting. Like if they let me interact with them more, but um, he kind of just talks at you and gives you these um, situations where he's asking you to join him. But then all I'm tasked with doing is shooting whatever he's throwing in front of me. (laughs) And so he says, Oh, all right, then I guess, I guess we'll do it the hard way. I was like, well, I didn't have any other choice. (laughs) (laughs) So like, it's just like that. they're, They're presenting you with like this, idea that there could be something more here but it, it never really materializes it's really just set dressing yes exactly yeah. uh, and the same could be said for like the the concept of like how tiny tina kind of manipulates the the environments because like the premise is so cool like you're in her imagination she can just change stuff on the fly but that never really affects gameplay like you'll you'll be standing on a vista in a not a cutscene, but like the characters are talking to you and then you'll see something in the distance change or something right in front of you change 
and you don't take part in that. Like, it's never like the level <laughs> as you're running through it. It's never like yeah. enemies in the middle of a fight. Um, and the the one time where it's even close to that, it's basically like kind of a cinematic thing where you can't really interact with it. You're just again just hearing them talk about how she's changing a thing, and it doesn't affect the gameplay. Yeah, it seems like there could be a lot of that's like a lot of untapped potential for a lot right. of really creative scenarios. Um, and it's kind of a, I thought the game would be full of those by like really leaning into the whole, like this is tiny Tina DMing a D and D match right. inside the, the borderlands universe. And so you could do a lot of strange things with it. Yeah. Cause I mean, some people find tiny Tina annoying. I actually find her pretty endearing. Like I like her offbeat, uh, like dialogue and yeah. stuff. I like. I really energy. like Ashley Birch too. Yeah, so. Ashley Birch is great. Uh, all the voice cast is really, really good. Actually, yeah. So there's a lot of famous folks in. Yeah, um, like, Andy Samberg, Wanda Sykes, Will Arnett. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they bring. They have like cameos from some of the older characters who were fan favorites. Like Torg makes an appearance. Uh, the mm-hmm. guy who just is always yelling about explosions. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brick is in there as a fairy and stuff. So like, like they have like fun cameos and whatnot, but that's all side stuff. Like the main stuff is pretty bare bones. Like Will Arnett sounds great, but like they just don't give him a ton to work with because you don't really get, like he wants you to come to his side and see his side of the story. You don't really get to. Will Arnett plays the bag, like the dragon Lord. Yeah. Will Arnett is the dragon Lord. Gotcha. I think the, the main thing I not sure about, and I, I've only put a few hours in, so I just, I don't know if it gets better. You'll have to tell me or not, but basically um, the, I don't, I wasn't huge on like the overworld aspect where you're a little piece on a game board moving through it. I, Cause based on the trailers, like, man, that, that world looks super cool. The fantasy setting, everything that looks really fun. And then it's like all segmented just like borderlands is. And, and yeah. but even more so in this one, it felt like, like this one really just feels like levels compared to like actual exploration and open worldy. Yeah. They, they take out any sort of like driving or travel between those kind of hub areas. Mm-hmm. But the overworld acts literally the exact same way. Like it's just, yeah, you know, yeah. you're a piece on the game board and you walk around. Um, I never really like jived with the driving and like the driving shooting yeah, mechanics. So like, yeah, so I, I didn't really mind missing that, but the overworld doesn't necessarily add anything. Um, it doesn't take anything away in my opinion, but it also doesn't really add anything great. Like you're still doing the same kind of stuff. Like uh, if there's a fetch quest where you have to go somewhere, do a thing or shoot some people that still happens on the overworld. Right. Uh, but instead, like you'll go to like a patch of grass and then like they even do the random encounter thing, which clearly just an ode to RPGs. Right. But like if you're walking in tall grass and like an enemy will spawn and if it touches you, then you're transported to like a little enemy encounter. That's just its own standalone thing. So like you can use it to grind in that way, which uh, can come in handy if you're you know trying to you know get past an enemy encounter or do missions and whatnot but other than that like it's just it's more set dressing it's just so on it like throws you like in a little arena like a it's like a, yeah, a it, jrpg it looks, random encounter right exactly mm-hmm. like your your character literally looks like a chibi version of themselves like they have a big head they have a tiny body and they're okay. running around on uh like a a very detailed like fantasy game board but then there's like stupid stuff on it like bottle caps and cheetos and popcorn gotcha so like it's, it, it looks really cool, but it just doesn't add anything uh, gameplay wise. Um, and, and that's how they connect all the different um, bigger areas. Um, and you can fast travel pretty much from the start from anywhere to like anywhere. So um, you do have to interact with it to like as you're going through the story because you have to physically walk to unlock certain areas. But once you do that, you can just fast travel between them. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I was kind of hoping for like 
like basically what you were saying when I was playing, and I was kind of surprised at like how structured like a Borderland game it was because I was really hoping, you know, just at any point in any fight, like Tiny Tina could just swap out these fights, this enemies for these enemies because she got bored or something yeah. like that. You know, I was kind of really hoping um, they would just because she she's like she's irrational, so when things aren't going her way, just change the game kind of thing. Right, and and they had like she she's characterized in that way uh, during certain points in the story, like right. the characters have an argument or whatever. But um, it just there's, there's really only play. one instance I can think of where they it sort of affects what's happening, but it's not really in real time because like there's no hmm. there's no situation where it wouldn't have like it's yeah. it's just it's a set piece that was gonna happen anyway. Yeah, so that's so that's, just that's contextualize what I was, it that way, but it's it's just a set piece. Yeah, that's what I was mostly concerned about. It was just it was just reskin Borderlands. I was actually excited by like the prospect of what they were doing with this, but if it's more reskin Borderlands, I'm not sure. I'm well, and the uh, a couple of people have mentioned in chat, but like the the original. Like the thing that it was what DLC for Borderlands 2 that was sort of like this is what this was based off like did dive into that a little bit more and it was talking about how like Tina was using it as like um um, almost like Like their coping mechanism yeah 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 for all the 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 shit yeah like the the story was like really heartfelt surprisingly (laughs) in that first game and like like they they try to echo that somewhat it just doesn't really land this time because yeah it's it's mostly like like the little bit that's outside of the game is about Tina not wanting to be alone, I guess. But like she's saying that to characters that you've just met. So like you don't really know what her connection is to those characters or why she yeah. would get the feeling from them. Like it seems like they're literally just there. That yeah, I mean, day they, because they like, literally call your character the newbie. Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> so like we don't really know Tina at all. It seems like. Yeah. But um, the game character like Will Arnett's character does know Tina. Like he's telling me he, that he's trying to reveal the truth to me about Tina, right? Because they're at odds for whatever reason. But that's only happening in the game. Like none of the characters, other than me, hear anything he says to me in that way. Mm. Like it's like he's like side chatting me, like, "Hey, listen over here. Like I got some secret stuff to tell you." But like no one else can hear that. No one reacts to that. Like it just doesn't come up and doesn't affect anything. So like that's why like I was intrigued by that notion. But it's like they don't. They just don't walk down that path at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost like they didn't have time to even. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. How does the uh, does the combat feel different than than Borderlands? Is it the same sort of shooting mechanics with a lot of numbers going yeah, up and, yeah. and gear? Like, is the gear system the same and everything? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's 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 very samey. Um, okay. It's actually I thought it was more complicated now, and I don't like that. more complicated. <laughs> yeah, like there's a lot more numbers to look at than there used to be. Right. Like, Love numbers. Big fan of numbers. Because it, it used uh, to, it, well, it used to just be you would upgrade your skill tree and then you have your weapons and your armor and like your equipment, right? But now you have like all these extra RPG stats like charisma and everything like that um, within that, within that like numbered, well, numbered system that they use. I, I don't know. I, I never got the sense that there was like they, they, they have stats for the character, but they tell you right on it like what um, it's upgrading. Right. Like, no, I know that. Like, it's just there's even more of it now when I feel like it didn't need to add a lot more. Well, no, because the, the, the skill well, I guess tree you don't have a skill with, tree. Yeah. Yeah. The skill tree you start with is is a lot smaller than like the older ones, like Borderlands yeah. 2 and 3 and whatnot. But the, the thing is, since there are six classes, um, you get to use two of them and then you can jump between them. You can either go straight mm-hmm. down one or you can like start splitting your skills between the two skill trees. So I guess maybe that's their way of compensating. Um, but it, yeah, it, it doesn't feel like there's that much choice and that much variance in um, what you can choose. And all of the 
all the um uh all of the leveling up feels very very slow pace it's very incremental it's like oh let's get like one more percent of critical yeah that's critical hit that's more that's more what i was thinking because like i don't think i don't recall the other borderlands really having that kind of system i mean they they did but that was kind of secondary to all the like skills right like they like they would have the thing where oh like now my gun uh reloads automatically and that so it's like an active or passive skill that you get mm-hmm. that's like cool and actually changes gameplay and then if you complete a challenge then you get to put points in like this back end thing that just messes with all the percentages right so like yeah that percentage stuff is kind of like what your skill tree is and um the stats that raise like your character attributes also raise the same way like to get more health like that goes up by percentages by putting it in like vitality or something mm-hmm. and it's the same thing for like because uh, yeah damage isn't even an option on your character sheet um damage is just i guess based on the actual weapons you're holding and so like yeah it's the emphasis is still on the gunplay even though like they add magic and melee weapons and whatnot uh the melee weapons i think are not good like they never have you're, been. you're clicking, <laughs> yeah, you're clicking in the stick you're just swinging that stuff uh, even the ones that were like really like had really high numbers never felt like they were like um like really effective and just like knocking enemies away or like like they didn't in, entice me to like use my sword first. I would always go in there shooting and using spells. Uh, but the spells are basically just like really strong grenades. Like uh, some of like mm. the favorite grenade types that you'd have that like did real cool funky stuff. Uh, the spells just take that uh, position. And so those those are cool, but like you, you really got to find the right ones. Cause just like other Borderlands games, like you're getting like kind of randomized versions of everything. And like you're gonna get a lot of junk like you'll see tons and tons of stuff but it's like i don't want this or this 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 sounds cool but it doesn't actually do what i expected it to and then like once you find something you do like once you get like a level or two higher like it's you gotta you gotta stop using it anyway because it's no longer effective yeah yeah that's uh i don't know well it's it sounds like you overall enjoyed the game uh, yeah, I despite think some of those shortcomings yeah, like I, I, I've been kind of tired of the Borderlands thing for a while because I, I paid money for three um, and kind of just stopped playing it after like two or three hours with friends, like with friends mm-hmm. even like I, we were going out and I, I was still bored, like with my group of friends, though. So like I was kind of sick of it. So I was hoping this would be a, at least a bit different. Um, Like it's I think it's better than Borderlands 3 because it, it just it's more fun to look at. Borderlands 3 was even visually kind of boring. Yes, Borderlands 3 is yeah. really boring. Uh, but. Yeah, like, you know, I chuckled at some of, like, the side stories and whatnot, but, like, just gameplay-wise, like, it wasn't hooking me. Like, it's it's something, it's like the kind of game you could, like, turn off your brain and, like, spend a bunch of time in if you're mm-hmm. really into, like, that kind of thing. But, like, for me, I was a little, um, like, it's just not what I would want to be doing right now, but that doesn't make it a bad game. Like, it's, it's perfectly adequate at doing what it does, and there are a lot of people who like that, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, that's uh, Wonderlands. Wonderlands comes out on Friday. I believe uh, comes to yeah. consoles and it's uh, exclusive to the Epic store on PC. So I'm sure no one will have any uh, comments or complaints about that. <laughs> nope. Everyone's <laughs> happy. <as hell. laughs> no notes. Everyone's great. Yeah. No one's crying. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Nick and I will be back on Friday um, at noon CT with a launch day stream sponsored launch, launch day stream. We'd have you on Casey, but I believe you are going to be filming. Yeah. Adventures night then. So night day. Yep. So Nick and I are the only ones for them. Uh, yeah. So check back. Uh, we'll have we'll we'll be jamming through a few hours of that on uh, Friday uh, early afternoon. So yeah. Um, other big release of the week, which we uh, talked quite a bit about last week, but I think Nick's had a chance to play a little bit more, is uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. 
Um, my I haven't played that much in the past week, so my opinions of I love exploring Tokyo. Um, <laughs> the rest of the game is is fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Still stands. Uh, Nick, how do you feel about it so far? I mm, I really like Tokyo. I really like exploring that and moving through the world and everything. I can't say I'm huge on the rest of the game. I think the combat really just feels there's I don't the combat does not feel impactful to me and it's not very fun and the uh the enemies are just so spongy that I'm just not I'm really not having a great time with it honestly um the story really hasn't hooked me either uh really what's keeping me there is just and I think a lot of the reviews kind of echoed this is like the world and the visuals and everything um and it's really it is unique like the atmosphere is fantastic um it's not that like the spell combat isn't fun but it just I don't know. I don't think I've ever played a game where magic has been like the main combat mechanic and have that feel good. <laughs> I can't, I couldn't think of one that has done it well. Interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like what the best use of magic in games, yeah, like magic is. in a game. Yeah. And yeah, the, that's not like an RPG, like a JRPG where you're just like hitting a button and like firing off, you know, yeah. fire and ice spells. Cause like you do, you do get the bow, and I've almost resorted to using that more often than the spells. But no, I mean the magic to me, like I don't know, they just feel like guns. Like it feels like I have a pistol and a shotgun and a yeah, but there's like grenade there's, launcher. It that's fine. It's just like there's no impact on hitting anything with it, really. Like you see, yeah. you see the enemy like kind of falling apart and like their their essence falling apart, and then you can pull out their core. But that uh-huh. that gets that gets really boring um and then marty marty and i were talking like off stream that i think i think my biggest issue with the combat is that a lot of it is it like it almost feels too ripped out of resident or like evil within where like your 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 movement isn't fast enough to keep up with what's going on Mm -hmm. and so there's no dash or there's there's a parry button you can block things but there's no like dash or anything to get away from things and so it's like you're just kind of sidestepping back and forth or moving back and i don't know it's um yeah, you mentioned the thing of like how adding a dash could have could have added a lot. And mm-hmm. once you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, like having a dash, <laughs> even if the dash had like a cooldown where, you know, you couldn't spam it. You can only use it, you know, once every few seconds. Right. Um, I think it would have added a lot. It was also weird. It was one of those few games where when I started it, I had to like go into the settings and like completely max out sensitivity for uh, mm-hmm. for like looking and movement because it felt like. It felt like I was looking around, like the camera control almost felt like the speed of like a, a walking simulator. And I don't say that pejoratively, like I love those games, but yeah. those games usually don't have combat against a bunch of ghouls. And I, so like I had to max that out because I was like, this doesn't feel like a shooter. And uh, yeah, it relies heavily on like locking on enemies, which again is kind of weird for a first person shooter. But um, yeah, I mean, my thing is I, I think the combat is fine. Um, yeah it's fine I, it's fine i don't yeah. i don't hate it or anything it's just it, like yeah. it, when i'm playing and i was like this could be so much better yeah uh, because i it, it really does feel like it's designed for like a third person camera with the enemies kind of coming at you and you have like tools to push them back like yeah. and like evil within within. Yeah, yeah yeah and then but then they wanted to increase the pace of the combat to get more people into it for a more action focus but then didn't build your character moveset around that yeah yeah it's interesting uh, i was just about to bring it up and andrew hickamadam brought it up but uh, uh it's funny how for so long 
uh, Japanese developers seemed uh, hesitant to move into first person. Mm-hmm. And then in the past few years, we've gotten um, Resident Evil and uh, now this moving into first person. And, uh, you know, they're, it's not like they're the first Japanese games, but uh, predominantly mm-hmm. Japanese games are third person. And so, um, yeah, it's interesting to see the games, those games take inspiration from or don't take inspiration from. And so, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see what folks think about it. So it it's reviews are definitely like, it's getting some nines and some sixes, which um, yeah, it's either was I was I talking about that last year where well, I said, oh, it's great. There's some sixes and sevens and eights. Yeah. And I was like, that's every that's just the numbers. Just, just count, well, that's, just counting. Well, that's literally what we said uh, in the last podcast. It was going to be a yeah. mixed game for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like the, the point that it like really hit me where like I wasn't loving the combat is that first boss battle because he's got like these wide, widespread attacks and you just can't go anywhere. It's like you're walking away from you know this this spread attack that you can't do yeah um so you know if you yeah the the world is absolutely beautiful the locations are really fun to go through like i just i'm playing through chapter you can pet three a lot of dogs you can pet so many dogs you can pet dogs um it is sick it was like, how many dogs you can pet. i was playing through chapter three and you go down into like this tunnel which has incredible lighting and like this under under city kind of area and it's really neat mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm excited to see more of the world for that reason alone um, yeah, but yeah, also the the story just really hasn't hooked me. So I, um, yeah, I don't know if I get. It'll, I guess we're at you and I are at the same point really because you spent ten hours doing side quests. So <laughs> okay, yeah. You, first off, you say this pejoratively. Also, the ten hours, I feel like I might have left my like. Yeah, I was, I I was really wondering. I on, like went to a bar <laughs> so at one like, point, and then came back. I was like, oh shit, the ghosts are still here. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, I have been taking my time. Like I've been doing every side quest. I like the side quests. I think the stories are neat, and I think they introduce like a lot of like yokai and and kami that um, if you are a, a, a weeb. You'll be like, you'll do the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing because you know them from, you know, any JRPG or especially Persona or SMT. You'll be like, oh, I know who that is. Um, and so, yeah, I'm digging all that. And like, again, the 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 realization of Tokyo and sort of exploring it and and going into the konbini and, and hearing the little jingle and being able to buy a bunch of bunch of snacks from cool cats. Um mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I'm, I'm just like a simple idiot, and if you just let me like go into a convenience store and buy some snacks from a cat, I'm like, yep, great, no notes, you did yeah, it. That sounds cool to me. Yeah, sounds like sounds cool. you know, yeah exactly. Just... Um, and so, yeah, that's uh, Ghostwire is now. It's available if you pre-ordered it now. Um, I think it's coming out Friday right. for yeah. everyone. Uh, well, not for everyone. It's coming to PC and to uh, PS5. Um, and yeah, remember this is the weird one where if you are interested but don't want to pay for it and want to wait a full year it'll probably be on game pass one year from today so um probably yeah so you right, can the fact, the fact that it's uh this is a ps5 exclusive like does mm-hmm. that help at all like does it look like oh this is kind of using I think it looks really good it, like it, yeah. okay yeah you can go all the way across like once you um unlock the map by doing the ubisoft thing of you find instead of towers, it's Tory gates. Um, and once you cleanse them, uh, eventually you're able to walk across the entire map. It has like a sense of verticality to where you can like vamp up out to the roofs and then jump was, down and everything. That's where another like the movement system isn't built for that kind of thing came into play. Mm-hmm. It's like you get up to the roofs and then you really can't just run across them, you know? <laughs> like Yeah, it was especially I wanted more out of my move. It, it felt like a, a parkour half measure compared to yes, Dying yeah. Light. Yeah. Like I kept thinking of like, man, what if I felt like the dying light character in this? Yeah, um, yeah. If it had, so, if it had, if it had the pace of a dying, like they should have added parkour or something to it. It would have just yeah sped things up. Uh, you know, moving through the city, getting to see more of it faster and everything. Um, mm-hmm. But 
Yeah. Uh, to those questioning cats in the food stores, it's a yokai cat. So it's like a floating spiritual <laughs> cat. But and also so bodega inside. cats exist and they're oh, 100%. Fine. There's literally like entire Twitter accounts just like <laughs> I think, <laughs> dedicated to bodega cats. I think we did just discover like the new trend in video games though. Magic because Wonderlands has it. This has it. Forspoken's all about magic. Yeah, Harry Potter's all about, about magic. Yeah. Because everybody's Harry just trying Potter to catch stole magic from <laughs> yeah. uh, from this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. That'll be interesting when you said about magic combat. It'll be interesting to see how that... I mean, because we got that big look at it at, at Hogwarts Legacy last week, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how that magic combat feels, because I don't know, like, I can't tell how it's going to feel. It looks a little weird. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm mixed on how that looks. Like, the, the kid was, like, doing, like, dance moves and stuff, and I was like, you know what? I can get behind it, that. It looks but like there was, like, ragdoll effects. That's really all you need to have, like... He was doing dance moves? Yeah, like, he, he was, like... Putting the wand behind his back, spinning in circles. Just, oh yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of wizards do like weird flourishes. Yeah, yeah it's gotta look. I, wizards are all a bunch of theater. All about, yeah, he had, he had style theater. though. <laughs> yeah, he, he did look like he was conducting an orchestra. Uh, the, and the only other thing about Ghostwire's combat that is concerning to me is that it seems like there's only three different. And maybe I'm wrong, but is there only three attacks? Because that's all the skill tree shows is the the earth one. Yeah, you get, water, the fire, fire, and, and wind. Earth. Yeah, uh, yeah, they should. Yeah, have, they should have, have more uh, ways to combine them or something. They should have. Like, yeah, see that, that. Like that's what a good magic system has is like when you can combine those things and create cool effects. And that's where yeah. like it's the same thing with Wonderland. It's the same thing with Ghostwire. Like if you're gonna do magic, then like go in on it. Like make it so it's you can play around with it. That's the fun part of magic, not just having it be a first person shooter. Do you guys count spell breaks magic combat as good magic combat? I, <laughs> I, I actually break. think that was pretty good. Spell break. Spell the the battle royale with the like you would pick up gauntlets and then you could like you could literally do what you're describing, Nick. Like you would throw like fire on one hand and then like throw uh water with the other hand and create like a smoke screen or something. Yeah, that's that's cool. <laughs> like, that's the yeah, like it, it was cool. Like I, I thought spell break actually was pretty fun. Magic combat. Mm-hmm. If you guys want a game with uh, combinable elemental combat. Have you heard of uh, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's good there too. Or Genshin Impact? <laughs> yeah, but there's not enough particle effects. I put I put a quarter in the Breath of the Wild jar. You gotta <laughs> you gotta have all the the fancy particle effects to make it look good, which Ghostwire yeah. has. Ghostwire has that in spades. Yeah, it does have. Fa- I, do, <laughs> I do like the fancies, and I I do. Th- yeah, the upgrade system. I was a little bummed. Like it sort of just toggles numbers as opposed to like making things f- like legitimately feel yeah that's i was i was shocked by that i was like wait a second this is all there is in this guilt tree like i was expecting like my fireball to do a big fucking blow up and just nope <laughs> it's just yeah. a damage increase yeah like yeah uh, it's just like get get creative with this stuff like stop okay. holding back lazy, developers lazy shinji mikami also like we're in the, we're, his desk we're like, in yeah, the next we are in the next gen of games like i want magic that has physics attached to it and like things blow up and things are cool and things fall in the vortexes that's what like the first trailers for wonderland's got me excited it's like wow you can drop a fucking moon on on or like a, a meteor on things and then it's like oh well that's not as exciting I mean, that, that, as it looks that spell is fun it's i'm sure it's fun but it's not not amazing it's not amazing. highly reactive <laughs> physics. May I recommend yes. the Wii U classic, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> it's another dollar, dollar in the jar. That wasn't a dollar. It was a quarter. This one's only a penny because I don't have a lot of change. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and to pay you more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that was a second A second one's only a penny. It's like a BOGO system. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. And then uh, uh, in terms of other stuff we've been playing and watching, I know, Nick, uh, uh, you got aboard the Severance train. 
Yeah, so I just finished episode choo, choo. six. Six last. Oh, night. nice. So you're all caught up. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm all caught yeah, up. I, is that all that's out? I, is uh, that a, six is all that's out. Fuck. Yeah. It's only a weekly show. I, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna watch more of that tonight. Guess not. No, you are not. Um, yeah, I get. Yeah, when we were talking earlier about Paramount Plus, like, man, Apple Apple TV Plus just keeps winning. Like, it feels like every every, and then their 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 lineup of what's coming up. There's slow horses and pachinko. Like, I'm excited oh, for Apple. I think Plus. I think yeah, most Severance of our chat won't even know what Severance is. What is it? Uh, well, we talked about it last week, didn't we? I think. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, so Severance is uh, it's the uh, new show from. Uh, Ben Stiller's the showrunner. Like Ben Stiller's secretly become like a really good director. Mm-hmm. Like he directed a lot been of his doing comedies. It for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like he directed like Zoolander and Cable Guy and Tropic Thunder and stuff. But um he had a show a few years ago with Paul Dano um and Benicio del Toro called Escape from Danamora, which was like a really gritty like uh prison escape movie. And then he uh showrun and directed like half the episodes of this, which is great. And so Severance is a sort of like a um a modern sci-fi story that eternal sunshine ish where uh uh there's a company that you can uh uh choose an elective procedure where they literally sever your consciousness in in halves and so um you have your your personal life and your work life and when you enter your elevator to go into your work life you turn into your work self and then when you leave you turn back into your life self and the work self doesn't have any memories of the life self and the life self doesn't have any any memories of the work self uh, really good cast. Uh, Adam Scott's the main character, and then John Turturro and and Christopher Walken. Um, but it's just really great. Like the entire show is super unnerving. Everything yeah, from the, the aesthetics of the office to the music. It's like uh, like uh, uh, corporate horror, which I like. Almost like Control a little bit, and like I don't know, nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty four. Yeah, yeah. It's um, but the, yeah, the visuals are are astounding. So. Yeah, it's um the the music is really unsettling. Like that opening theme is I think one of the best themes I've heard on a show in a while. And it's just like, I feel unnerved just listening to that while I'm waiting yeah. for the show to start. Um, yeah, yeah, I've got, I got hooked into it. I've, I've been binging it. Um, I guess I'm caught up now, but it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's one of those like really slow burn shows though. So like, don't go into it expecting like action and fast paced stuff. Like it is a lot of like, weird imagery and dialogue and all that um it's probably not a show like for everybody concepts and yeah like there's i mean existential like the whole thing that they concept. do in their department is i don't have no idea what nobody knows what the fuck they're doing like that's a whole part of the mystery of the show is just figuring out what the fuck they're doing and yeah, that's like really their job fun. is they have these like old ass CRT monitors and and it's filled with numbers and their <laughs> that job are scary is to numbers. point out the scary numbers <laughs> yeah. and it's just like a three but like the character will like look at the three and like start sweating and get scared and be like I did it I got rid of the scary number and I'm like, what the fuck are they doing yeah it's um, it's a whole yeah. the whole show is like that it's just like a complete mind fuck of a show like I don't know what's going on I don't know why this is going yeah, on I, I love this and I like that, that. yeah yeah really good so yeah six episodes have aired it's uh weekly seventh episode will be this weekend i assume it's like 10 episodes like most things but uh not like most things i don't know like some things <laughs> but yeah uh, there's no there's a lot of, i have like a whole lineup of stuff i want to check out on apple plus like i want to watch the good morning show i want to watch for all mankind uh, all mankind's really good i know inv- i know good. i know invasion is a bit hit or mix but i heard most people quite liked it so i'll probably check that mm-hmm. out as much as I didn't like certain things about C, I still enjoy the show. So uh, he's all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was wrong? Wasn't there a bunch of sister kissing at the end or something? You're like nah. uncle kissing. It was just, yeah. just some stupid was, plot developments at that. the end. Nothing's worse than uncle kissing. <laughs> what about aunt? <laughs> what about auntie kissing? Yeah. <laughs> that's just that's just like the palette swap of uncle kissing. What about auntie fucking? 
Jesus. <laughs> I feel like when I use what the word kissing. What about anti impregnation? <laughs> okay, I feel like I use the word kissing as like an umbrella term. Like when I used kissing, it encompassed everything. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anti impregnation. <laughs> says you. Uh, says the only one with a child. So. <laughs> uh, yikes. Um, what, what else have we been playing? Uh, I would talk more about Tunic, but I'm now just finally. Oh no, no, I got past the place I was at originally. I'm oh, in the frog. You? I'm in the. I'm, I haven't gotten that far past, and I'm in the Frog King's Palace. Okay. Um. So man, Tunic, guys. Casey was right. Tunic is wonderful. Tunic is great. Excellent game. It's on Game Pass, which I do. I, I'm not sure if we knew. Oh, we didn't know last time because they yeah, didn't they did announce it was yeah. Game Pass. Like I knew they someone didn't want us to know. I know someone who bought the game on Xbox like a week earlier and then all of a sudden it was on Game Pass and they were like, what the I'm fuck? surprised they could even do that because I couldn't no. find a price. Like they just like they, they yeah, hit a lot that of, a lot I guess of they didn't developers want that, doing that lately. A lot of developers have been doing that lately and it's really fucking annoying for 3MRs. Maybe if you can't find the price, the secret is that it's like secretly coming to Game oh, Pass. You know, my, my, like, my favorite thing Steam though. Steam does it a lot too. My, my favorite yeah. thing in the last few weeks has been uh, the Ghostwire Tokyo embargo. <laughs> where i'm like yasi's like well i'm gonna review it for that week I, right and i was like i don't know because we don't know the embargo date so then i emailed them and they're like yeah so we can't tell you the exact embargo date but what we can tell you is that early access starts on this day and the embargo will be up at some point around then <laughs> like, you can't just tell me the damn date <laughs> like, yeah Jesus. that's that's games journalism for you that's really weird sometimes yeah <laughs> silly as shit uh, Hori Riegers asked, would Tunic be good for a seven-year-old who's obsessed with Zelda, or is it a bit too challenging? Um, well, you can turn on you can turn God, on, like, yeah. God mode, where you can't get hurt. Um, that being said, it feels like a lot of the stuff might be kind of obtuse. It's definitely more obtuse than any Zelda game. Yeah, a, se- a seven-year-old can definitely play it, but I, if I were the parent, I'd say hang around and help them out. Yeah, because like visually, I think a seven-year-old, I would adore this game as yeah. a seven-year-old, because it's very cute, and like when it's spooky, it's like Kids spooky, not like actually spooky, but and also kids watch horrifying shit on YouTube. They do, like, yeah. They'll they'll probably be more fine than you are. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I got I get scared every time I go to a shop in Tunic and that big skeleton comes up. I'm like, I don't want to talk to this man. <laughs> Why don't you have the shopkeeper be someone he's nice? A creepy individual. <laughs> uh, I was hearing a lot of comparisons to Link's Awakening, and I felt very I, I felt very lost. I well, uh, yeah. As far as like mechanics wise, I felt very lost in that game with some of the puzzles in the world. Is it kind of like and Link's that? Awakening or Tunic? Link's Awakening. Oh, like there were and there were, I there were like played like the Game Boy one. No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of the puzzles are really fucking weird in that game. Like, mm. I don't know. The only reason I was able to breeze through the Switch one was because I remembered everything from the Game Boy one. Yeah, yeah. That being said, I have no idea how I ever figured out the shit in the Game Boy one because that was like clearly before the internet. So well, yeah, just I just, just, don't to, know. just to access like the Final Mountain, you have to like trade things with that one person that one one girl in the game yeah right? yeah. yeah i don't and it I, never tells you that <laughs> yeah um yeah I don't, I don't i don't know how that works hmm. but yeah tunic tunic equals good and i'm excited to get to the stuff that uh, casey keeps saying that there's all sorts of crazy stuff that he can't talk about um and i'm excited yeah. to get to the crazy stuff that he can't talk about it's so then game. so then we can mention the crazy stuff we can't talk about <laughs> <laughs> it'll be it'll be great uh, and then the last thing we had on here, uh, well, I, oh, I guess two more things. Uh, Casey, you said you're watching the Gilded Age. I know that's a show that's on my, it's on my queue. I haven't right. watched it yet. 
Um, is this a fiance age. show? No, this <laughs> is a show that I desperately wanted to watch. It's from Julian Fellows, the man who created um, Downton Abbey. And I remember telling you guys, I think a little while ago, how obsessed I got with Downton Abbey. Like that show was fantastic. <laughs> and like, I really, really missed it when it went away. So the fact that he was doing another show and it's also kind of set in that same time period. Uh, but this this is essentially the rich upper class um, in New York, like it's set in America this time. Um, and it it's basically it's not centered on a single family or on like that dynamic between um, the rich and the servants. But all of those elements are still there. Like this is telling a more straightforward story about, I guess, just how how society was in that area in New York. And it is absolutely fascinating because it it's hitting from all angles and not just the one or two perspectives. Like there are characters who are like super rich. There are characters who are like marrying into rich. There are characters who are broke. Uh, there's the help. There's um, the the, the uh, Negro population as well. Like they get involved, uh, which is something that doesn't happen until like several seasons into Downton Abbey. Like you didn't even yeah. uh, acknowledge that there are black people in that country for like a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, like the way everything comes off um, is it's like all the best parts of Downton Abbey without a lot of the more um, dramatic, like super dramatic uh, soap opera y stuff. Cause like there, uh -huh. there were storylines in Downton Abbey that were just kind of like real stupid. <laughs> like dudes like getting framed for murder and having to, you know, uh, get out of jail and find evidence and point. Like it, it just got real dramatic in some sections. And then other sections focused more on just like the setting and the history, which I really loved and the characters who, who were always awesome. Uh, so this show is basically picking up that ball and just keeping the good stuff. At least so far. I've only watched the first three episodes. Mm -hmm. um, the first episode is like a whole hour and 20 minute movie to, to like uh, intro you into the world and stuff. Oh, OK. Um, it, it is so good. Like, I really like it. Like, it's beautifully shot. Like, all of their outfits and stuff um, look fantastic. Like, the, the setting, like the, these big ass New York houses that they build. It's like, this is a castle. And this, this existed like on just off the street in New York City. Like, I'm pretty sure they turned this stuff into, like, hotels or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Right? So this was, like, this is, like, the era of, like, the Rockefellers and sort of those, like, early American money kind of? Well, not really, because it's, there's that dynamic between, like, oh, we're old New York money. And yeah. There's, now there's a lot of new New York money, uh, and they gotcha. don't want to mix. Or at least the old doesn't want the new in, and the new definitely yeah. wants to get in with the old. So, like, and, and you wouldn't think that that's, like, an interesting uh, like sandbox to play in, but it's just as compelling as like any other like political thriller, right? Like sure, the way they yeah. try to maneuver mm -hmm. and like make deals and like schmooze. Like it's it's really fun to watch, and the writing is just super sharp. Like characters are like really smart, and like they'll insult people that they 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 love in like just the most the, the just the most cutting way that sounds yeah. like this isn't supposed to be an insult but then like everyone will just stare at them like did you really just say that to me yeah, like yeah. I, you, I love it so much like i missed down to nabby and this is definitely just hitting that spot like yeah. perfectly what service I'm, is that I'm, on uh hbo max right oh, okay yeah it's on hbo max yeah yeah i'm excited that uh well i know it has like some of my favorite like the cast seems absolutely stacked like it has christine bransky from uh the good fight and the good wife who i love and uh, carrie coon yeah. from uh leftovers and she was the mom in the new uh ghostbusters so yeah i didn't yeah. recognize too many faces i know cynthia nixon from sex and the city's in it yeah yeah was she the one who like tried to run for governor president mayor 
what in, in the life? show or like in no, real life real life real life oh, i have no idea did she did she do that i, have no I thought clue. she tried i thought she like tried to run for governor of, or of new york or something i might have been making this up this is i'm just gonna back up snopes myself <laughs> got snopes <laughs> pre-snopesing my own thing uh cool i think have that's you, uh marty have you checked i don't remember i feel like you've mentioned it but maybe you haven't have you checked out from at all it's on epics from yeah no. So this one, yeah, I think this is the next one I'm going to start. It's from John Griffin. His basic uh, description is, Unravel the mystery of a city in Central America that imprisons everyone who enters. As as the residents Mm. struggle to maintain a sense of normalcy and seek a way out, they must also survive the threats of the surrounding forest. Yeah, I I heard it was good. I keep keep uh, seeing it. It stars Harold Perrineau from uh, Who Is Michael Unlost, who I love. Mm -hmm. Because I love anyone who is unlost. So it's that easy. Reviews, Reviews have been really good for it. Yeah, it's also on. Uh, I don't have Epics. So I don't have Epics. There's a free. So if you go on Apple Plus, you can get a free trial of Epics. So I'm gonna do okay. that. And just binge like the whole show in one one week. <laughs> uh, Shawshank said there are too many goddamn streaming services now. And yes, sir. We're back in cable. I have ever read. We have come full circle back to cable. Now I, have, I think internet. I subscribe to like eleven streaming services. I yeah. I, don't I gotta know. get rid of fun. I gotta get first off. I want to get rid of Funimation because <laughs> almost everything's moved it's over to Crunchyroll. Die. Yeah, Crunchyroll. You can't watch <clears throat> on a lot of shows. You can't watch an English dub and also have captions on. Yeah, I like watching dubs, that but sucks. I also like captions because I have shitty hearing and I like reading. And yeah, so like, this if I'm is trying just, to watch anime late into the night. Like I can't because yeah. it's going to be too loud. <laughs> I want to be able to hear what Boji's mumbling, but also read what Boji's mumbling. Thank you. And if I'm I also can't do that, ranking of kings. So yeah, yes, exactly. I fully understand. <laughs> yeah, you you feel my pain. Uh, that was just the dumbest mini rant. Uh, also, chat dark is great. Did you guys ever watch Dark, that German show that was on? I saw some ago? of it. It I, travel. It didn't do anything for me. I I, mm-hmm. I watched a couple episodes. It seemed really convoluted, but like not in a good way. I'm a sucker for time travel because time travel was a character on Lost, and so I I keep oh my gosh. time travel. <laughs> All right, you can go you can go play Quantum Break again. Uh, oh no! Oh, oh, that <laughs> actually. Did any of you guys watch the Adam Project, the Ryan Reynolds Netflix movie? I have not. I haven't. Because that's, that's all about time travel. travel. That it was it was really good. Yeah, I heard so. Yeah, it I was like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, he's 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 good. I just think he's kind of like charming. You like he's always. It seems like he really likes Blake Lively, his wife. That seems nice. So we're I mean, talking about tequila. Probably should. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not like right. one of those. He's not like one of those. My old ball and chain. Like, I don't know. It just seems like he's in love. Oh, but all nice. those died like in the 30s. I did. A, <laughs> I did wrap up The Last Kingdom as well. Uh, that just wrapped oh, up its fifth think? season. I loved it. I loved the last the last season of that. It was really good. Nice. Um, and yeah. like the show tied up pretty much pretty much all of its points. It was a nice like we don't get that very often anymore where like a show goes on for a few seasons and actually just wraps up and it wraps up cohesively and last kingdom mm-hmm. did that for me. So I enjoyed that. Um, they still left yes. the door open for like spinoffs and stuff like that. Cause it's definitely a big property for them. Um, there's definitely characters that they can do more with in that show for, for spinoffs. I'm sure knowing Netflix, I'm sure they will. Um, but it was nice after being a little bit disappointed with Vikings, of hollow that the last kingdom filled that gap in almost immediately with another Viking show. That was very good. That is also okay. That is about Vikings. Um, uh-huh. yeah, it's not like really traditional Vikings though. It's, it's really more about like the, the Danes integrating with the English. Um, and it's a lot more politically heavy than like Vikings Valhalla, which is a lot more focused on like the action and like the, the character kind of war going on. Yeah, pretty much. Um, that's the way I would describe it. Like it, 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 Laskin knows much more like 
just all these intertwined political motives and all that that inter with, with it's like character. based on like history like it's like retelling like what something that happened or is it yeah taking some liberties it, it takes its liberties <laughs> <laughs> it, it's definitely like it uses history as a backdrop but i mean like none mm-hmm. of these shows are really like what they would really you know historically accurate as much as imbd reviewers want the shows to be historically accurate <laughs> I feel like historical historical accuracy is overrated. It's boring. Like, it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from yeah. aesthetics, like the, the, a lot of the stories are just boring. Nothing happens until something, one thing happens, and then it just kind of you know takes a while for things to happen after that. My favorite uh, when when people were like bemoaning realism was when twenty four was out, and people were like, "Why don't we see him sleep and shit?" And I'm like, what, several episodes of like not okay. shitting, several to episodes be, of sleeping. To be fair, I did complain on Twitter yesterday that Halo has unlimited clips, and I don't like that in shows that use weapon guns. <laughs> it just looks cheap and stupid. Maybe they put on uh, like the uh, dude. The dude has a the dude has an yeah. He must have like the dude has an AK forty seven and he just unloads for like thirty seconds. And I'm like, is that clip? Is that there's endless bullets in this thing? Or is he reloading so fast? I'm not seeing it. (laughs) I don't know. I think I think Halo. I think any gun, any game show or whatever that uses guns like should have reloading in some fashion because it just adds to the intensity of the fight. Had something else for the character no, to can, do. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, point their gun. I could, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I could see that. Like, there's the, yeah. like the beats in Matrix gun battles where you have to reload. Like, all most good gun battles have beats where a character has to reload. And so John Wick. John Wick does bit. it perfect. Yeah. Like, I always love it when in some action movie they pick up the guns from the <laughs> people who they're loaded. fighting. Like, they don't, like, <laughs> yeah. I hate it when they just walk past all these other weapons, especially if they have less, like, oh, I got pistols. They're shooting at you with Uzis and assault rifles. They just keep going. Like, no, those are better guns. Grab those guns. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What if, uh, if they make a Gears of War movie, do you think it should have, like, active reload where everyone has to, like, have a controller in the audience and, like, the audience dictates whether... Like they get extra bullets, or if no, like I just I just want to see him have like, to, ah, my gun jammed. Yeah, that's all. I, I just want to see him active reload in the show and fuck up, and he just keeps fucking up, and it's like fuck, <laughs> just yeah. can't do it. That'd, that'd be a nice Easter egg. Like someone's yeah. just like, hey, look, I can reload really fast. Yeah, <laughs> wow, that's really active of you. <laughs> uh, I call it the active reload. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. Uh, yeah, I think that's about everything we've been watching. Oh, I caught up, or I, I didn't catch up, but I rewatched, uh, finished rewatching Atlanta. Seasons one and two in mm. preparation for back soon, right? season three. Yeah, it comes out tomorrow, I believe. Um, oh, wow. Damn, that soon? <laughs> yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah, yeah everything's Atlanta, coming out. Very good. Donald Glover, you are talented. I don't know if Donald Glover's in the chat, if he's one of like the 150 people watching, but I'm Donald sure Glover, you, you're doing great. <laughs> he's, no, he's, no, a, he's, a credit, he's a credit member I do of some weird username. <laughs> Is, yeah, <laughs> please do that. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. So you do a lot of singing. It's great. Yeah, do another rap album though. But just rap, just just rap again. Or maybe he should take McDonald's side, and he can, oh, can do a rap I'm battle so against glad, I'm so glad it came to this, <laughs> guys. Guys, listen. What? There's there's beef, literal beef out in the world right now. Arby's hired Pusha T to do a diss track for their fish sandwich against McDonald's fish sandwich. Mm-hmm. Mind you, if you don't know who Pusha T is. He's a rapper. He's one half of the Clips. Very long running guy. He's currently president of Good Music, who is Kanye's uh, music label. Um, Pusha T actually wrote the I'm Loving It McDonald's jingle. Yeah. 
and his contract was notoriously <laughs> bad, and so he made very little money off it. Yeah, he and, didn't really get paid after making this worldwide phenomenon of a jingle that McDonald's still uses today. And the opening line of his Arby's song is, I'm the reason that the whole world's loving it. And I'm like, that's so good. Push it. Oh, my God. Like, he had, he had perfect reason to diss McDonald's, and Arby's yeah. took him. I just want to congratulate whoever is in charge of Arby's social media, because yeah. they've been on a tear, like, for a long time. This is just knocking it out of the park. First of all, this diss track is good. Like it's quality, like yeah. rap, shockingly diss. good. Yeah. And if you know anything about Pusha T, the guy cannot produce a he cannot produce sixteen bars without talking about the fact that he used to sell drugs. Yeah, he can't do it. And he stum he somehow got a drug selling reference into <laughs> this ad yeah. that he did for Arby's. It's fantastic. I cannot yeah. believe that yeah. this is a real thing. It's like go find it and listen to it. It's right up there with his like diss track against Drake, like right. Drake having that. Like, I'm like McDonald's got to get Drake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got to go hire Drake. <laughs> Drake will just talk about like being sad, leaving the club without a girl, and so he has to get like a dollar twenty nine cheeseburger on the way home in Toronto. That'd be a good oh, track. Man. I'd listen to that. <laughs> I like how Nick was so disinterested that he just started playing with Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get to see commercials uh, well, anymore because I don't have cable you, or anything. You Arby's. We don't have cable. We clicked on. I, we watch on the internet. I'm assuming. I have not yeah, been on the internet since last week at all. So you've never been on the internet. I don't know what the internet is. <laughs> it's because of the internet, uh, Nick. <laughs> I think. Okay, we, we stop yelling. We, you can you can go over the we can go over the, the lovely super lovely now. super chats and donos, which are you you lovely fans and and friends and folks. All the f's have given I'm, us. Ooh, I don't want to say. I'm really the curious what the vod of this. Is gonna look like if it doesn't start to like twenty minutes in or something. I'm not. I'm not really sure what's gonna happen there. It'll probably. Yeah. It's gonna be titled Halo, and then it's just gonna be us. It's gonna start immediately with us talking about Pusha T and Arby's <laughs> fish sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll start out with E Daily, who donated two euros. I just wanted to say thanks for the spoofs and the goofs. Spoofs and goofs. Thank you so much, Eve. Uh, Thank you for your donation. Andrew Hickamottom donated two pounds. Says he takes off his whole suit, Master Brees. Uh, ah. Pretty much. <laughs> That's good. Did they show? So this has been like there's been a lot of penis this year on TV. Um, like there was the talking penis on the Pam and Tommy Lee show, voiced by Jason Manzukis. Um, uh, a couple HBO shows that haven't come out yet have have a lot of full frontal. The the new uh, uh, what was the the new show about like the Playgirl magazine, the the Minx, I think it's called, has a lot of full frontal. So do, does that. Master does Master Chief show any of his like his tunkus? Does he pull out the Master yeah. Beef? Master. <laughs> Oh my god. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Nick the OJ donates for dollars. Seems like they missed an opportunity to tug on heartstrings about Tina using D D as an escape from reality, her friends dying and relating it to RL, real life. Well, I mean, that's kind of what they did in the first one. <laughs> like that was like the exact premise of the first version. So uh, it's, I don't know. It's less of a missed opportunity as it is a trying to avoid a retread, which I appreciate. But like, just the the angle that they went for this one just definitely does not hit the same notes. And I don't mm -hmm. I don't know if you can like like I mean they did it once. It, it would be difficult to kind of do the exact same thing again and have it work. Yeah. Uh, Beast March donates dollars. Says the Dragon Age series had good magic synergy. Did it? I don't actually remember. I barely played any of those games. I yeah, I think Inquisition did. I don't remember. Origins. Should we wake Amy up? 
Yeah, I'm sure she's it's four in the morning. Yeah, I'm sure like a vein in her head just popped hearing Dragon Age. So, uh, Dragon Age. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I I always get past the the first big battle in Origins, and then I stop playing, and I have never continued on beyond that. And I keep wanting to. I keep trying, and I keep getting bored. I think oh. it just. I think it just aged very poorly, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I believe it. Yeah, I'm. I it, I've never been a fan of any of that like real time pause combat. I either yeah, want, I, I either want turn based. Yeah, I, I have fallen off of it. Like yeah. I on on paper, it sounds like a thing that I'd be really into. But like, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever gotten into one of those either. Yeah, I, I either want turn based or I want uh, real time. That's it. <laughs> the in between, I don't like. It's too much thinking. Hmm. So you don't want to like mix your combat meets, is what you're saying. I'm gonna just just because you said that, I'm gonna go over to Longboards today and get a, a sandwich with you're as much the most meat yeah, you've ever I'm seen. I'm gonna I'm gonna mix every single meat in there that I possibly can: chicken, turkey, pork, steak. Listen, sushi. Yeah, sushi. I'm, no, no, not my sushi. my meat mixing, my anti meat mixing <laughs> agenda is a personal choice, and I believe that everyone should be able to. Uh, have as many or as few meats as they want. So if you want a whole cavalcade of meats, if if that's what butters your biscuit, then so be it. I, I hope you is there meat on that biscuit. You better you better hope E three is never in person again because we'll buy a bunch of weird convention meats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm sick that summer. I can't go that summer. Okay. I have a trip. I have a school trip. E uh, three. <laughs> Uh, Will, a member for 22 months in early access, says, have you seen Our Flag Means Death on HBO Max? No, um, but I do have that on my list to watch. It is a yeah, I see that comedy too. pirate show by, uh, I'm always going to say his name wrong, Tiki Wahidi. Taika Waititi. Ta- ta- I don't know. <laughs> Tiki well, we just said it. It's Taika Waititi. <laughs> <laughs> I still won't say it right. I always say his name wrong. Uh, but yes. You're like that- the people in Congress who... who- keep pronouncing Kamala's name wrong you're like you're doing this on purpose aren't you no that reminds me like there's still like shows from like years ago that I want to go back and watch like Black Sails on Stars because I know that I started it and then I dropped it in college so I want to get back to that too Uh Uh, Nick D.O.G. with the final donation donates $5 says Dong Lover is really great Childish Gambino Woot also upload season 2 is out Marty hype oh hell yeah uh oh that Dong is, Lover is great uh Don glover is don glover uh originally made his twitter account as just don glover but it's just don glover. glover it's just don glover um yeah childish Gambino is great Wait, also that, excited for a, upload season two that's an actual rapper's name it's just don glover donald glover is his name don name glover donald glover uh, i'm yeah. on i'm on on pop uncultured swine in pop culture so I mean, he played Lando. I don't know. I knew he that. Played, he played Simba. <laughs> I just didn't. He's <laughs> in the MCU. He, he played. I did, not, I did not make the connection of Don Glover and Donald Glover. Now I have. Don Glover. Now, <laughs> okay. And yes, I, I did know Childish Gambino was his rap name. Yep. Uh, David Bateman donates $10. Says Marty on last week's SSE. Yachts said many of his favorite games have ships. Ober Din, Spiritfarer. And I'm mm-hmm. surprised you never brought up Persona 5. That game has pl- plenty of potential ships. I am uh, shocked. I haven't. I didn't bring up Persona Five during that. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's what one of my favorite palaces is. Uh, is is the? I guess I won't spoil whose ship it is, but one of the one of the late game palaces. Yeah, some uh, oh, ships. I thought you were talking that. about like relationships. <laughs> oh no, no, no! Yasi literally was just like made a weird offhand comment about how a bunch of games he loved have like nautical ships. 
Like Return right, of the Oberdin is the on a ship. The Persona thing was just a play on words. I thought that I thought that was a brilliant joke by David Bateman. I'm sorry. He oh, meant a literal ship. No, <laughs> David Bateman, by saying that game has plenty of potential ships, I think absolutely it was a play on words. He was, okay, he was took okay. literally. Yeah, yeah Mark, he, said, he says that was the joke. <laughs> but the, that's the joke. <laughs> Casey that's felt the joke. I love I love the arc there. Casey went from feeling really smart to really dumb to yeah, like, like I didn't really know the game had ships in it. <laughs> No, but I didn't get the joke. I just wanted to talk about the nautical vessel, which there is. There's a great nautical vessel in that game. You turn into mice on it. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go back and have to rewatch Casey's face reaction, face reactions there. Cause he, he goes like, oh, I'm enlightened to, Oh, I'm stupid. Oh, I'm lightning again. <laughs> uh, all day. Every day. <laughs> Andrew Hickenbottom donates two pounds says, when are you going to stream Glover, Marty? 420. The game comes out on April 20th. <laughs> the game comes out on April 20th. So um, I'll stream it on April 20th because it comes out on, on Steam and, and consoles April 20th. If you guys don't know about Glover, Glover was a uh, platforming game from the N64 era where you play as like a chef, uh, uh, not Chef Boyardee. What was the name mm. of the hamburger helper hand? Yeah. The hamburger mm. helper mascot was just like a weird white hand. And you just play as this hand and it's a really... Uh, what I remember as a really enjoyable 3D platformer, but what in the year of our Lord 2022 will probably be a very bad game. So excited to go back to Glover. <laughs> Dong Glover, if you will. So it's it's the N64 <laughs> version that they're releasing. Yeah, and I'm assuming it's remastered. I don't know. It's, it's probably not like like 180i or 180p or whatever the N64 was. Um, the Glover remake we've all been waiting for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what that hand's been up to for the last... Uh, 25 years also yes the kirby reviews are out and people enjoy kirby i don't think you i don't think you want to know what the hands went up to for 25 years (laughs) (laughs) we talk about masturbation (laughs) (laughs) you're a sicko you're an absolute sicko gross dude Gross dude talking about dong lovers. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think we're done. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think we should be done. We got we got one more from Andrew Hickenbottom. Two dollar two pounds says the hand has new mo- new mo cat by Andy Circus. I would be pretty good. He was great as Caesar. I love that chimp. I thought he was just fine as Alfred. I don't think he was great as Alfred. Alfred didn't have a lot of meat to chew on in the new uh, Batman movie. He felt like, too young for well, Alfred again. <laughs> Yeah, but it's supposed to be like a young Batman, even though Robert Pattinson is as old as a first movie Batman has ever been. <laughs> Robert Pattinson's 35, like almost every other Batman was much younger than 35 in their first movie. And people, yeah, people, no, Ben Affleck's, uh, I think the, the, I think Ben Affleck might've been 30, I don't know. He couldn't know. Ben Affleck was not. Okay. So maybe he's, Robert Pattinson is older than I think Keaton Clooney, uh, Kilmer, and much older than I think. Uh, what's his name? Was in his twenties. Christian Bale. Christian, I don't think Christian Bale, Bale was in his twenties. I thought he was like this. Th- Batman Begins came out twenty years ago. So think about how old you Fuck. think Christian Bale is now. No, Christian Bale wanna... is probably sixty years old right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say? White does crack. <laughs> now I have to know. He is forty-eight years old. So okay, so twenty years ago, he was in his late twenties. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That makes me feel XPS old. Guru. Like that. Thank you so much for the donation. Says Dongflation. 
Jeez. What? 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 <laughs> Why? This, you well, missed, this is because yesterday you said <laughs> cumflation. <laughs> and we had to talk about what that meant. And I'm not going to talk about what that means, but it was bad. I didn't like being a part of that conversation. Some, sometimes so. I forget Yahtzee's like the oldest person on our team because then he'll end a stream trying to show his dog's wiener. Well, he tries to show the dog and the wiener's like a... It's like the grass covered shot. it up and that was even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, I mean, we got to wrap up. <laughs> it's hard to show a dog without showing their wiener. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to get the hell out of here. <laughs> what an uh, awful sentence. Casey, what do you got going on aside from the, the Tiny Tina's uh, Wonderlands review? Uh, I don't know. We'll probably be streaming uh, tomorrow. <laughs> Dead Space 3 action. Yeah, I think we're, uh, we're, we're probably uh, two thirds through. So I think we got maybe two... Two or yeah, three streams two, left. So. At most three streams left. Yeah. There was some talk about uh some DLC stuff, but um I don't know. Depending on I guess how how uh close we are to getting the Metal Gear situation set up, uh we'll decide I guess if we'll start that sooner or try to go into you, DLC. You do I think I think you guys need to play Severed because I never saw that. And I don't think a lot of people did, and Elijah's second look on it way back when was very intriguing. Okay, so that's the name of the the yeah. three, like three DLC. Yeah, and it's, yeah, only, and someone, it's only a few hours. Someone long. in the chat said you could beat it in under a stream. Like, yeah, I think it's like two hours. Okay, so yeah, okay. we'll we'll we'll, okay. we'll take a look. Probably, yeah, we'll do that. Also, I bought on eBay. I found for twenty five dollars all five official Metal Gear Solid strategy guides. So I got physical strategy guides for these games. So if we get stuck, which I don't think we will, because I know those games very well. I could pull out the strategy guides. So of looking you at know YouTube the games like very well, but you bought strategy guides, so you don't know them very well. I bought them because the I I fucking love strategy guides. Oh, like, you're they just got a so many fun facts in there and interviews with Kojima. I'm gonna be I busting out so many fun facts during our during our Metal Gear Solid stream. It's gonna be like a show. I, I'm looking forward to that. I want all the fun facts. <laughs> I miss old strategy guides in games. Like yeah. I miss the, the like physical tangibility of them. They used to be really cool. I can't I can't say anything because I'm buying 4K movies, so. We're still cases, Marty. Tangibility. I, I saw what oh, you yeah. said yesterday. I was yeah, there. Yeah, because Nick, Nick's a big steel case. I fan. have two of them. <laughs> Sounds like you're a big fan. <laughs> okay. I do. I uh, think I have more than two right. steel cases. What else, what else you got coming up? We got to wrap up because ZP's coming up. Marty. Omar coming. Uh, yeah. You can. I don't know. what. I, just, I don't know. All the regular shit. Yeah. Dead, dead Space. Uh. Game night this weekend will probably be for honor, right? I think so. Okay, for honor. There you go. Um, oh, and I've been uh, streaming on my personal Twitch channel, so you can follow me at McBiggity. I don't know if my name is below me, but I'm going to point there. been playing through uh, Link to the Past. Um, it's going very well, over halfway through the game. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll stream Maybe I'll stream more tonight after after all the escapist streams. Who knows? Cool. Who knows? The world is our oyster. Uh, tomorrow will be today we play with Jack and I I think it's my turn for a game not sure what I'll play yet won't be Elden Ring might try something play Tunic new. start Tunic yeah, show maybe. people Tunic yeah, maybe uh, and then, not going to uh, do that that <laughs> Friday, was definitely a no <laughs> Friday Friday will be Gears of War uh, Gears of War oh, yeah. 3 with Amy and I will be finally be back for that after missing two weeks so we'll, we should be getting close to wrapping up if not this stream next stream we'll definitely wrap up Gears 3 and then get to the the black sheep of the series Gears 4 uh, is it the Black Sheep of the series? I think so. Yeah. Are you not gonna play Judgment? Uh, we'll get. I like Judgment. I think Judgment. I've, I've actually, ne- I've actually never Black completed Sheep. Judgment. Uh, oh. But I thought most people could like that one for the most part. 
Yeah, people talk trash it. about it. Yeah, I thought it was good. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we'll be back for that. And then Saturday's Game Night on Fort Honor. And then if you are also a Escapist member in any fashion, uh, we are doing the quarter one 2022 update on Saturday at 1 p.m. CT. Lots of stuff to go over there. We are working on lots of stuff behind the scenes, as Marty can attest to. Uh, he knows what's Some going stuff, on. Some yeah. stuff, yep. Couple, uh, couple things. <laughs> so make sure you are there for that if you want to know what we're doing and what we've got coming up. Including your first look at a uh, maybe some stuff from Adventures in season two. Ooh, maybe 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 a title reveal or something. So let's, we'll be there. Be there. Be square. Cool. All right. Oh my God! Don't be square. That'd be awful. <laughs> I'd feel bad if you were square. Uh, yeah. Thank you all so much for watching, for hanging out, for putting up with the the weirdness at the beginning of the stream. It seemed like YouTube sort of figured itself out. So hopefully that stands for the rest of the day. Uh, tune in again in uh, uh, at three p.m. Central, the normal time today. Uh, Yahtzee will be doing his post CP on the aforementioned Ghostwire Tokyo from earlier. So, um, yeah, look forward to to that. So, uh, thank you all so much. And for Casey and Nick, this is Marty. Thank you so much for watching Breakout, and we'll see you all next time. Bye, Bye. pals. Peace.